You done got me crunk up this evening, boy. Just calm down. Acting like chill a, out. Acting like a dad blessing knothead again. Just calm down and everything when, gonna be all right. When is the last time you had just a good old fashioned spanking? It's been a long time. Can, can you remind, remember the last time you got a spanking? Is it? No, I don't think I can remember the last time. A long time ago. Hmm. I don't think I ever got many spankings anyway. No, you didn't get many spankings. I'd say you was probably 13. No, wasn't that old. It's probably when you was in middle school. No. No? I'm going to say it's before that. Really? Yeah. What you about do, son? Oh, I'm you... 17 now. I can go to jail for life. Huh? I can go to jail for life. Well, because you're 17 and you're so big now, you know how you get spanked? How? With these fists. Oh, really? You <laughs> yeah. catch these hands? <laughs> catch these hands. And your stomach just come over. What was it you used to tell us all the time? It's all about the anchor. That's right. That's the only way you can win in the fights if you got more anchor. That's right. You ain't got no anchor. Red blooded outdoors. Everybody. That is the name of this podcast. Rag Cooney, the co-host. The best co-host in the state of Georgia. You're just going to claim the state of Georgia? Okay. In the southeast? You're just going to claim the southeast? All right. In the world? Go for it. Best po- best co-host in the world? Let's, let's, let's see what you got, homie. And then you got Cornbread. Cornelius Esquire I'd say the best podcast host in Paul McGanny. Wow. That's... Wow. That's about why right. Didn't, why didn't you just name the street? Name the street? Yeah. Why didn't you just narrow it down even more? Because I don't want people to come and start throwing tomatoes and stuff at your house. <laughs> why not? You over there scratching up the wall with the chair. Yeah, but I live here. That's the, different. This bedroom has just been painted, or this studio that once was a bedroom, ain't been painted 14 months. And you scratching up the wall. Uh, this bedroom got, our studio got painted October of last year. So, October, November, December. Yeah, 14 months. (laughs) Yeah. Kenny, your math game is weak, son. You got better grades in math than what you relay on this podcast. Trust me. My math game is not all that. No, I'm not saying it's all that. But it's better than what you relay. I think one time you said four times eight was 36. And now you're like, oh, no, this thing got painted in October of last year. So that's November, December, 12, yeah, 14. Don't be mad. (laughs) I ain't no mathematician. Man. I'm more more up on on your social studies and all your stuff like that. I'm more on you. On the history and politics side of the school. I ain't big on your math and your science. Yeah? Yeah. So what, What ain't you, you don't, You just have two classes. Well, you got three. What, yeah, include, this year. Yeah. So I what, have a class called AMDM, which is Advanced Math Decision Making. That's like a class you actually need. The right. rest of it you don't. This is a class where you learn like how to do like interest rates and mm-hmm. budgeting and financing and all the stuff you'll actually use in life instead of just circles and squares and 
X, Y, Z. Do you wish you'd have took it earlier? You can't take it earlier. You can't. It's a senior class. Oh, okay. Well, it seemed like maybe that would be something you could build on because it's just for a semester, right? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I like it. It's my favorite math class. So you got it and what? And uh, so next semester I got honors British literature, which I'm not too stoked about because that seems very boring. Right. Then I got economics and government, mm. which economics is for half a semester and government's for the other half of the semester. Right. And that's it. There you go. I had wildlife management, but I dropped it today. Yeah. Because apparently I ain't got to have it to graduate. Yeah. And I want to get out as soon as possible to go to work, so. Wow. I found it better to bump on it. Well, have you been pondering any on your after high school gig? I think I'm just going to sort of sort of go with the wind. Go figure with out, go. Figure it out as I go. Definitely ain't going back to school. No trade school, college, or nothing. You, you don't want to go to trade school? Mm-mm. Why not? I don't think so. I think if I go to any kind of learning program, it'd have to be through a company that's sending me somewhere, an apprenticeship, learning something. Yeah. I don't want to go to a school. Hmm. But well. I'd rather, like I said, if, it was, if I got hired on at a place and they're like, I'm going to send you to this school for two or so weeks or whatever you know yeah that's different there's many differing opinions on continuing education i myself didn't do it but i think it's good right um but i'll be honest with you i can only think of a handful of people uh that i know you need to back up some darth vader that i know uh, that ha- have continued education that actually use it in their job. You know what I'm saying? That actually use uh, the education they went for in the job that they have now. A- and that actually have a job that required them to have it. That's but, what I was about to say. I feel like most of the people that go to college is because they're they're pursuing a job that requires you to have that education. Yeah. A lot of, I think a lot of people just go to college because that's what they're told. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you have to go to college or you're not going to make it. Right. And they go mm-hmm. and they study something they want to know about, but they can't really get a job doing. But, but there is things you can learn that are associated with that that are valuable. Yeah. Right. That has value way, be- way above the degree. You see what I'm saying? I can see that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, but there is some of those places, too, that, that spread their Nazi propaganda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to be mindful of that when you go to them places, too. I did I did the other day check because we got a thing. I don't know if it's in every, if every state does it, but I know in Georgia we got a thing called Hope Scholarship. Yeah. Where if you have a high enough grade point average, they pay for like almost the majority of your think, college. Is it three point eight or three point two? It's a three point oh. Three point oh. They've lowered okay. it this year because of COVID. Wow! So COVID made people stupider, less smart. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's amazing, ain't it? There you go. But 
I checked mine, and I'm I got I could get the Hope Scholarship if I did decide to go to a school. Yeah, and that can be used for a college, a trade school, anything. Well, really. Well, let me ask you this: How long do you get to implement that? So, is there a time frame once you graduate high school? Oh, like how long is it good for after yeah. you graduate? Yeah, that I don't know about. That's what you need to find out. That's what you need to that find would be out. A pretty big, useful part of information. Yeah. I think that hope hope scholarship is pretty much funded by the lottery. Probably is. Yeah, it's pretty much funded by the lottery. Hmm. So, I don't know. I need to. I need to figure it out because it's still. It'd still be good to have something to fall back on. Yeah. If I did decide to do it. Right. Because I still got till May to really mm-hmm. figure out. Right. Well, not really. I mean. Kind of, if you're doing something like that, because I remember like doing it with Buck, doing it all right there at the at the end of the year. I know y'all was all in a rush and do this and this and this and. Yeah. I feel like the more time you got, the longer, you, better you can plan it out. Cause Buck, he graduated and then was out for the summer, and then went, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that was a that was a mad rush it felt like getting everything lined up and he was applying for all those scholarships like Mm -hmm. doing essays like every night and all kinds of stuff yeah hey gotta put in that work huh yeah but it'd be i feel like it'd be a lot better if you did all that throughout the year instead of within two three months oh absolutely shoot yeah because like i could start applying for scholarships now and yeah. everything. I could have started applying scholarships my senior when the beginning of my senior year. Well, I think it's something you really need to think and pray on. And don't just make a, a whimsical decision. You know what I mean? Because Yeah. Because you are young and having fun and blowing your money left and right like the knothead you are. I I think you need to make a a paused decision don't just yeah that's what i'm gonna do like have some basis behind it you know what i mean have some reason and pray about it be led by god i do you know, know that if i do do something mm-hmm. i don't want it to be just the most backbreaking work in the world you mean labor intensive yeah i want something where so I'm, what would where you, i'm more about where it's more using your brain yeah. Than it is using your body. Like I still, I still like moving, mm-hmm. moving around, doing stuff with my hands. But right. something that ain't, that doesn't entail doing that a whole lot. Yeah. Like where I, what I do now, is like I like doing it. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm not really like it's not really hard hard work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just enough where you're you're comfortable. You can work at a comfortable pace without getting irritated or anything. Yeah. So I think something like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, you don't want to try to get in anything in the in the outdoor industry. I might. I mean, like I said, it all just depends. Pretty much all that stuff takes some t- some type of schooling. Yeah, like yeah. I know, like being a like a uh, what the DNR, yeah, a you game got- warden. That's Here in Georgia, t- at least, it's a you gotta have a four year college, don't you? No, or two? It's a, it's a minimum of two years bachelor degree. But I mean, and you can you can pretty much get a bachelor degree in anything you want to be a game warden. Yeah, 
I'm not even sure. Like, you know, they got the wildlife techs that work for the state that go out and bush hog the, the WMAs and, and do all that stuff at the WM. I think you got to have a two-year degree for that. I don't know. I ain't don't never you? even looked into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something to think about. I thought about. I was thinking about the other day, like a like a car salesman or something. Yeah. I bet that'd be pretty fun. Yep. And you know, because I I like talking to people, interacting with people anyway. Right. And it, regardless of what you do, you're gonna have people tell you, "Oh, but if times get bad, you know what I mean." Yeah. Or like I like my favorite one is, "I'm gonna wait till after the first of the year." You know what I mean? I've never understood that. I'm going to wait and see who the next president is. Those are all fear-based statements. You know what I mean? I've never understand when somebody says that. If you can't do something, it's because you can't. If you don't do something, it's because you don't want to. You got something stopping you. Fear or something else. I mean, let's, let's be real. Let's be real. How many times have after the first of the year your life changed drastically? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure some people's has, but yeah, as far as that in that context, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, do you think like after the first of the year, this thing you want to do is going to be the best thing in the world, or not the best thing in the world? Exactly. Yeah, I like I like those statements. I like to hear people make them. Well, I don't like to hear them make them, but I'm always like, huh. What does that got to do with anything? Because, I mean, January 1st yeah. is now, just I, another day. I get the, uh, I'm going to wait. Because, like, normally in, in construction, uh, the weather plays a, a toll on things. So, normally, especially here in Georgia, the southeast, construction is slower in the wintertime because the cold, wet, cold and wet, the, the rain. That's yeah. our rainy season. You know what I mean? So it's normally a lot slower. So I get the a lot of, but a lot of times that's used as a crutch too. I'm gonna wait till the winter gets by. Like there's not gonna be a winter next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? What are you gonna do after next winter? Go back? <laughs> I mean. But hey, I've I've done it too. I've I've said those things too, and and had those thoughts too. I mean here here you are sitting. Two weeks from Christmas, and uh, you know, or you know, three weeks ago was Thanksgiving, or two weeks, and you're like, at the beginning of, I'm gonna wait till the holidays are over and then make my decision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the holidays are putting a burden on you. Yeah. Like, well, nope, it's Christmas time. Can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, it's just another day. So what's up, man? What you not? You know. Okay, work in school. What else is up? Hey, that's what I do. I'm I'm a big time player. That's yeah. just who I am. Okay. I, I wake up. What well, I wake up, put my shoes on, <laughs> and I go to work. Wow. But let's see. Saturday. What did we do Saturday? You had the toys for tots. I did the, the toys for tots parade. So we started at a. So, so Toys for Tots, tell us what's up with that Toys for Tots. I, I feel like everybody should know that. but Yeah, I feel like it's pretty wide across the world, but Toys for Tots is where you, it's a charity foundation that raises toys 
for kids that don't get a Christmas like other kids do. Yeah. So you bring toys or you can donate money and everything else too, but right. a, a lot of people just do toys. Yeah. And it's just to give kids without, without that's not going to get a Christmas, a mm-hmm. Christmas. Yeah. So we did a uh, a parade where I work. It was it started where I work. So it started AVW, which is in Dallas, and then we went to another shop called JK Land in Douglasville. Yeah, and we ha- we just hang out, sort of talk, and it's fellowship stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then we leave there and go to a place called Short Stack, which is in Douglasville, mm-hmm. and then do the same thing there and. Then right. go to a place. It's a dealership called James O'Neill up in Bremen, and that's where everybody, everybody's supposed to bring at least twenty dollars worth of toys. A car dealership. Yeah, they yeah. do. They do like jeeps and stuff like that. Right. But uh, everybody's supposed to bring at least twenty dollars worth of toys. Yeah. And at, when you get there, there's a spot, and you just put them all in a big pile. And they got people there setting them up nice, making them look good. Yeah. That's, I mean, so that was sort of an all day thing, too. Well, you didn't, once again, your storytelling skills are weak. You didn't explain that it was a parade. Oh, yeah, it was a parade. There was like 200, 200 Jeeps, like nothing but Jeeps. Right. Except for me, who was up there in a fold Ranger. So the y'all went from y'all's store in Dallas. Mm hmm. Made two stops along the way, and then the third and final stop was at a car dealership. Yeah, they're right. the ones who kind of put on the whole parade. Right. They're they're like a Toys for Tots has like different pickup locations. Right. So they're in that dealership's one of the pickup locations. Okay, there you go. So y'all was del- y'all brought toys from y'all's location and stopped and got toys from the other locations. And took to the actual drop off spot. Yeah, and there so, was like there was like people. I thought it was a thing where some people started out at our store, and then we went to the other one, and kind of some more people added on, and then more yeah. people added on. No, it was everybody started at one location, right? And these two hundred jeeps just rode, just drove to Douglasville. Police escort and everything. Yeah, we had Georgia State Troopers, Paulding County Sheriff. Douglasville, Bremen. They had the roads shut down everywhere. Right. I had never heard of it before, but apparently they do it every year. Yeah. This is the first I've heard of it. But So all those Jeeps, 200 Jeeps was in that parade except me, who was riding an old Ford Ranger, baby. (laughs) In a Ford Ranger. When I come, I come correct. Okay? (laughs) I show up in style. So what? What? Where was you at in the pack? In the middle? Um, no, no, I was up in the front. <laughs> now you ain't gonna put you ain't gonna put me in the back, son. <laughs> wow. No. Oh, that, it no. was it was the the state trooper. Yeah. And then the dealership supplied a car for the front, a brand new Ram Rebel. Mm-hmm. He sort of he was sort of leading the pack. It was for their advertisement purposes. Right. And then it was my my buddy Mason was in front of me in his Jeep, and then it was the Ford Ranger. Wow. Yeah. So don't get mad that you wasn't in the 2021 Toys for Tots Christmas parade. I worked, son. I had to work. You know what I mean? Hey, 
Dang Sounds like y'all didn't have no room for a big long bed work truck up in there. We'd put you in the back, son. You know what I mean? We used you to shut down roads. My buddy Mason had to shut down a road with his. Yeah. He's got flashing lights and everything on his Jeep. Right. Yeah. There you go. It's, it, it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Of course, we stop at all those different locations, sort of a way to give them some business. Yeah. So they, you know, got to get something out of it. Right. Of course, everybody's supposed to bring $20, but me and... Me and my buddy Mason, I think we spent like $157 at Walmart that night. Yeah. And then there you we go. split it. Split it up. There you go. That's awesome. By the way, a Mr. Potato Head costs $5. A Mr. Potato Head? Yeah. That's really expensive for a Mr. Potato Head, I feel like. Nah, I mean, that sounds about right. Is that mm-hmm. is it the regular side Mr. Potato Head? Yeah, just normal old Mr. Potato Head comes with an extra set of face, and that's it. An extra set of face? What? Yeah. What? You know how Mr. Potato Head, you can change out all the parts on his body? Yeah. It comes with an extra set you can change them out with. So it come with two faces? Yeah. <laughs> come with two faces, two arms, two legs. Yeah, but if it didn't come with two... Then what would be the point of changing anything out? So I don't think that's extra. I think that's how they come. No, it come with an extra face. <laughs> no. <laughs> if it's got more faces than one, yeah, it's an extra face. <laughs> that's how that's how a body works. I get that. If you had two faces on your head, you would have an extra face. I get that, but I'm talking as far as a toy, like it being a toy. Oh, here's a potato head. Mm-hmm. To, here, here's you some pieces. What kid is just going to put the face together and be like, yay, that was fun. No, you got to have the extra parts, too, and put all them and interchange them. Oh, let me give you old googly eye here and old swamp eye here and an upside-down mouth here. No, let me put big Well, lips. you wouldn't give them an upside-down mouth. you just flip the mouth upside-down. See, the mouth is already two pieces by itself. So, really, you had four extra <laughs> Four mouths. So, I mean, four mouths, two eyes, right. two hats. Well, you can flip the eyes upside down, four too. Four arms and four legs. You can flip the eyes upside down, too. Okay, you had four eyes. So, Boom. so if all that don't come, then it's really just a boring toy. No, it's an extra face, because you can make another face out of the face that's already given with the Mr. Potato Head by turning his mouth and his eyes upside down. And flipping his arms around, so instead of pointing in, they're pointing out. If if you don't understand that, if when you grow up and get married and you have a baby, I demand that you bring that baby to my house immediately. Because that thing, <laughs> you, that thing will have some pitiful toys. So, if I bring my baby to your house, you better have handmade a Mr. Potato Head <laughs> with handmade extra pieces out of, straight out of wood. <laughs> And I don't want no junk wood either. I want wood that won't even burn in a fire. Hmm. I mean. <laughs> okay. So yeah, anyway, Mr. Potato Head is really expensive. Right. In my eyes. Well, okay. Uh, Do you agree? No, I don't. I think $5 is fine for a potato head. How? Where, where, well, you don't go in the toy section anymore. Mm-mm. Where, where, where toys relatively cheap when i was a kid back when i was a baby well you got you you got you uh your toys it's like uh what y'all play with y'all played with uh 
Beyblades. Yeah, them things you spin. Beyblades drop down and Bakugans. Drop down into the Terror Dome, and they bust each other up. Which they still make Beyblades, and I didn't know that. But that's the only thing I really remember y'all like being into, you know? I think I can get to our Hero 5 one year for Christmas. Well, yeah, that and, and video games, but y'all was pretty much outside playing all the time. Yeah, we was always getting BBs and BB guns and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, y'all wasn't into Essentially like... the same stuff we still get now. <laughs> the only thing I didn't get when I was little for Christmas that I did get now was a grease gun. <laughs> That'd be yeah. pretty weird to hand a little, little eight-year-old Coney a grease gun and me be like, wah, wah, wah. Oh, oh, man, it, you know, would it be fun? It'd be fun to hand a three or four year old a grease gun and have that joker loaded up. That is up. a mess waiting to happen, son. Have that joker loaded up. And you say, can't do that with a baby. That's why I'm saying if you have a little baby, bring that joker over here. That joker no. getting a grease gun, son. No, you can't give a baby a grease. You know how much grease that baby would eat. <laughs> I could just see it now. That baby pressing that trigger and figuring out grease comes out the other end, and it just. It just like a little pacifier or a bottle, and it just eating grease. Wow. Well, you got to watch the baby. You don't let the baby eat the grease. You don't give the baby the grease gun. <laughs> but y'all, did, y'all didn't, honestly, y'all didn't play with toys like that. Now, like when nighttime would fall and y'all wasn't outside or something, y'all might sit down and play with some old trinkets and stuff and play pretties. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think I ever played pretty. Oh. Uh, y'all used to do stuff like that, but no. No. I, I, was a, I was a man. When I was eight years old and nighttime come, I made me a good old cup of coffee, and I ripped out a book, and I read it until the book was done. Do not get me started on you on reading books. Don't rile me up right now. Don't. Don't get on this podcast and talk bull hockey. What? Don't do that. You start. You'll start a book and you'll read a quarter of that book and then you'll start another. That ain't my fault. And then you'll then you'll get a quarter of that and done, and you'll start another. It's because people are making books too long. <laughs> you can you can pretty much sum up a book in four or five pages. <laughs> wow, it's because people's making books. I mean, too. I got that book over there. That book is called The Wealth of Nations. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, that book, how, how thick you think? That book's eight, five inches thick. Yes, yeah, and it's probably four inches thick. Four inches thick. That ain't a book you just straight up read. That's a book you go in to find information. It's like a encyclopedia or something. The, I, I, I keep these books that have information in them. These right. books aren't made for just straight up reading. Like in the book under it's a Thomas Paine collection. Right. That's a collection of documents that man has written. Right. You don't just straight up sit down and start reading these documents. Maybe. I mean, most of these books I own are just a compilation of documents put together. I literally have a book over here that is titled The U.S. Constitution and Other Writings. Right. That is everything from the beginning of the United States all the way to, I want to say it was Obama's presidential address. Right. So, I can't, I can't sit down and just start at the beginning of America and go all the way to Obama's presidential address. There you go. 
I just got an, an, hey, you an, a only, lot of books that just hold information. You can only do what, what Cooney's little old rocky head will do, right? I mean, if somebody's like, hey, Cooney, you want to help me build this log cabin? I get asked a lot to build log cabins. I can come over here to my, my Foxfire collection of books, whip out Foxfire 1, turn to page 34, and boom, we on roll. We rolling with Load it. up in your truck with your razor knife and roll out. Mm-hmm. I'm, hey. on, I'm on my way. Hey, by the way, don't buy a razor knife. I you, got you need one. Me, you need me to bring an extra pack of razor blades? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I didn't get to hunt none this week. None this no. past week. You could have hunted. Well, I could have, but I waited on your brother to get here Sunday morning, and he was late. He was late. Yeah. And then your mama's headlight went out. Yeah, me and him tried to fix that thing for 30 minutes. And uh, then by that time, I was like, well, Dad, bum, we're super late. And then y'all was like, we, we want to go Christmas shopping. So y'all rolled out and went Christmas shopping. Well, me and Buck planned the night before to go when we got back from hunting. Yeah. But then Buck showed up and we ended up playing mechanic. Yeah. And Sometimes it just don't line up to go hunting, does it? And it's okay. Yeah, it's it okay. no big deal. We always got next, but I, next I tell weekend. You, I tell you, though, I, if I don't do some type of hunting or scouting, I feel I feel like I don't feel like myself. If I don't get up and either go to the woods and, and find some type of new spot or, or see a squirrel. Oh, I know poor old Daniel Boone over here. <laughs> or call up a crow. Lord forbid he don't, don't get to go out of the I house one I day. I don't feel like myself. It drives me crazy, man. It drives me. I don't see how these people that live in town take it. Like how they take it. Like, could you imagine, could you imagine living in town? Now, 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 look. You're going to explain what in town means. Where we live is not, I mean, we live in the suburbs, but we're, I mean, right on the line of some rural area. Yeah. So we're real close. And the the suburbs overtook our area. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so we can be to the woods and. Some pretty decent-sized country, some pretty decent-sized land. 15, 30 minutes. Yeah, maybe even a little bit faster than that. Yeah. Uh, and if I don't get out to, to one of our spots at least once a, once a week, I'm like, bah! what's that old thing do, y'all? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, I ain't never felt like that. <laughs> I, I feel like, blah. What are you doing? Stop. <laughs> That's Stop. what I feel like. No, you don't feel like I, that. I do. No joke. I'm serious. Ah. Uh, so when when y'all decided to take my heart and crush it and say y'all wanted <laughs> y'all wanted to go. This uh, is a poetic hour with cornbread. Uh, you've taken my heart and you've crushed it. And you crushed my heart and I said, Well, dad bum. Don't neither one of these knotheads want to go a hunting. They want to go do women stuff and go Christmas shopping. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. Because the night before that, why don't you tell them what you did? Oh, why don't you tell them what you did? I went, tell them what you did. I went Christmas shopping. Oh! But, but 
Now we're doing I, woman stuff. I had to go Christmas shopping to to get yo Christmas present. What do you think I was doing when I went Christmas shopping? Wasn't buying myself a Christmas present. Yeah, but you do stuff like that when you can't go hunting. And it was pouring down rain when I went. That's the difference. No. That's the difference. No. I line up. I line Hunting's up. Hunting's not something you have to do. It is something I have to do. Let's get that straight. Let, let's get that straight right now. It is something not only I'm going to believe that. Well, Sunday you just act like you couldn't go. But by the time y'all got all situated and then said, well, we want to go, uh, we want to go act like some teenage girls and go to the mall. Yeah, I guarantee you we didn't go to no mall. Might as well. Uh, and uh, we was 10 minutes down the road. I said, well, dad, boom. That we had somewhere else. We had we knew we had somewhere we had to be at. So I said, "Well, Dad, Mom, I might as well go in here and wash these dishes. Mm. Wash these dishes." Mm. Then I went and hit my old jog, and come. By the time I come back and got my shower, it's time to roll out. Sounds like we had a pretty good Saturday or Sunday. Me and Buck got to spend <clears throat> some brother time. Got to do a little Christmas shopping. You got to wash the dishes, which another another thing I would like to point out is how every time you do the dishes, you refuse to wash pots and pans. Because they're not dishes. And this is me putting my foot down <laughs> and saying, if you're going to wash the dishes, you're going to wash all the dishes or just don't do them at all. I wash. But there is nothing that makes me more mad. There, there's two things about the dishes that makes me mad. When somebody will wash everything but one dish, or when I'm washing dishes and somebody brings their dishes in there. And what makes me even more mad is when they bring them in there and put them in the sink. Oh, I'll, I'll wait on you. Yeah, I know you do it every time I'm doing the dishes. i wait. If you're home and I'm doing the dishes, you'll go in there and get a spoonful of peanut butter on purpose just to bring that spoon in there. I have a system. Cups, silverware. Plates, bowls, pots, and pans. Okay? If you are using a silver piece of silverware, you better have that in there before I start the silverware. If you're using a plate, have it in there. You see what I'm saying? When I'm on my bowls and you bring me a spoon, oh, it makes me mad. <laughs> you done messed up my whole mojo. I don't like how you wash the dishes anyhow. <clears throat> I don't like how you wash them. Because <laughs> you, don't, you don't run the water hot enough. Oh, my bad I don't burn the skin off my body. Daddy will go in there and just, just turn on the hot water. Just turn on the hot water, son. That's, that is how no. you kill bacteria. That's how you cut grease. That's what the soap's supposed to be doing. That's why <laughs> the, we use the soap. They coincide together. No. What? No. If that soap bottle says kills 99.9% .9 of bacteria... It better. Then my hot, Don't act like the hot water's killing that last 0.1%. My, my hot... Scalding water is doing a trick on the other lap. No. Believe that. No. If your soap can wash the grease off of a baby duck, that hot water ain't a necessity. So I'm going to need you to stop running the water so hot. But for real, so when, like you said, you don't have to go hunting every week. And it, it ain't just hunting to me. 
It's getting out in the woods, too. You know what I'm saying? I see. It's, it's getting out in the woods, and not so much by myself, with somebody, right? With you, Buck, one of my buddies. Sometimes I do go by myself. I went deer hunting a couple of times by myself this year just so I could get out. But it's, I've got that. I like, I don't have to, but I like to have that at least once a week. Once a week. I like to have it three or four times a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and there could be this artsy, poetic thing to it you know people oh it eases my mind it gives me a peace it gives me time to think it you know it soothes my soul and I, hey maybe it does that for me i don't know well when you're out there in the woods when you're hunting you're not you're not around everybody mm-hmm. so you you're out there and it's peace and quiet well, and it's, it's not so much I want to get away from everybody. Yeah, I do enjoy the peace and quiet, but I I enjoy seeing God's creation, uh, and I enjoy learning. I mean, I learn something new every single time I go in the woods. Oh, yeah, there's always, always something it, new. It could be from seeing a, a bug doing something I ain't never seen it do before. Um. It could be all kinds of stuff. Okay, so take take for instance the last time, and I was gonna when we seen Trail Trash Dirt Bag the other day, I was gonna mention this to him, but I forgot. So me and Buck was squirrel hunting, mm-hmm. and there we a mylar, one of those mylar balloons was yeah. down and uh, down in this bottom. Mylar, and That's we was a weird word. We was standing. We was standing up on these knots, listening for squirrels. We was actually looking for pigs, but we was listening for squirrels and pigs. But um, the buck said, look at that mylar bloom down there. And it took me a time or two to see it. And somebody might say, well, how in the world did you learn something from a mylar bloom? Right? Well, um, not that I'm saying I'm glad the Mylar balloon was there because we got the thing out. You know, it was trash. Yeah. But Buck was explaining to me that there's a lot of guys, a, a, a lot of hunters, cause, don't let me just single out guys because women hunt too, a lot of hunters that actually go in the woods and look for those Mylar balloons. What? Yeah. And he was explaining to me that the way the thermals come in and out of an area, that that mylar balloon, I'm not sure how the science is behind it when it starts to come down, right? Mm-hmm. But that mylar balloon normally goes into an area, to an area, that thermals travel in and out of um the way Buck was explaining it, into a bottom and out of a bottom, the way a buck, a mature buck, likes to be in bed so he can get the wind the way he wants when he's resting. Hmm. 
something about the way one of those mylar balloons come down into a bottom or onto an air into an area that if you see one of those that there's typically more possibility that there could be a good buck bedding area close to there because of the way the thermals come in and out that raise up and bring scent out of an area or come down and bring scent into an area. You see what I'm saying? That's weird. I yeah. n- I would never have thought in a million years a balloon could be connected to deer hunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, th- mean, I thought you were going to say well, people use those balloons to mark spots. Oh, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, as if, if I, I was privy to the information. But, you know, the way the thermals work in an area, I don't really use those to my advantage, but I know of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't really too much hunt areas where I even worry about them. But Buck, Buck was explaining that to me. And I learned that on a squirrel hunt from Buck. You know what I mean? Well, I also learned on that same hunt that that map me and you used when we was way back deep in that country, because you know where we went. I told you where we went. So the map we used? Yeah, when we was looking. Remember when me and you got deep off down in there and come off that great big ridge and was headed out? Oh, yeah. That map was wrong. Really? And and the way I learned that is because they just have surveyed it, and they got the new survey line going through the the, uh, woods. And me and you were way off the property. Really? Yeah. So the reason I like to get out in the woods ain't just to try to harvest, kill an animal. It is there's just always something unique. Always. I've never seen a balloon yeah. out in the woods. Have you? Is that the first time you've ever seen one? A mylar balloon? No. No. And I'll tell you what, it's interesting. You know, it's sort of like this. You notice how, like, if, if you get a vehicle, then all of a sudden you see all kinds of vehicles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll never see a vehicle like it. Yeah, and then like you, I remember, I remember when Mama got that that Jeep Patriot. Mm-hmm. Never seen one before in my life, and right. then she got one, and I seen them everywhere. Right. Well, it's <laughs> you was talking about that mylar balloon, but once I started thinking of trash being in the woods and on the trail, like when you know trail trash was bringing it up, and I was you know listening to him and paying attention once me and buck picked up all that trash that one day i see it all the time now we grab it all the time you know what i'm saying stuff that we never would have even noticed before and we were standing way up on this ridge and buck just oh check out that mylar balloon that's probably a good a good area for a buck to bed down in here. So like, what are you talking about? What? what? I was like, what are you talking about? It's science building old Buck Scott, the science guy, I, coming and, in there. And so my explanation was that I don't see any thick cover right in here at all. 
I don't see any thick cover. I said the top of that pine ridge is wide open right there. The wind is going to be coming all over it. Blossa, I was giving him reasons. I don't believe a buck would be bedded in that area. And once we went over that, that knot where that balloon had landed, oh, there was just this, the side of this ridge was so thick you wouldn't even believe it. Ain't, ain't it crazy how you can be taught something your whole life and then somebody else has just that little piece of information and you're like, what? And that little? There's absolutely no way that is ever going to be true. And then it turns out to be true. And you're like, huh, I thought it was this the whole time. Really, it's this. Or that, or that little inform- little bitty piece, of, that little bitty piece of the puzzle that you didn't even know was a puzzle piece might just fit in there and everything will click for you. You know what I mean? Wow. Think about that. That's deep, ain't it? Hmm. That's deep. It's interesting. So that's that's why I like getting out in the woods, man. It ain't just to try to see an animal or harvest an animal. It's There's always good times in the woods. And a lot of times if you get back in there and it, it gets to rain in or, you know, a lot of people get in the woods and they don't see nothing and they hit a big long dry spell and uh it's a blessing for me that every time i go in the woods i learn something that's that's enough i love it man that's another reason i'm i wouldn't say i'm highly against it but i'm if given the option i would not hunt out of a stand because you when you hunt out of like a stand and not knocking on anybody who hunts out of a stand i mean that's what you like to do that's what you like to do but when you do that you're looking at the same, what, 50 to 100 yards. Oh, yeah. You're talking about you're, still hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if you always go to one spot over and over again. Yeah. I could see how you could say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm bound to catch this buck that's been walking through here at some point by staying in this one spot. Yeah. But, I mean, if you can get out and move around, you might find where that buck's coming from. And there's probably more than one buck coming from that spot. Right, right. So I mean, there's more. There's more to it than just that fifty yards that 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 buck or that that gobbler hangs out in all the time. Right. Go on and find where all the gobblers is hanging out, or where all the bucks is hanging out. Right. Find why they're hanging out there. Right. Where else they're hanging out, and what's different from those spots than this spot. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, there's turkeys that. Turkeys that that love hanging out in them pines, they they stay in the pines all the time. And these turkeys that should get out there in the field, and will stay out in the field forever. I can't stand a field turkey. That's a trashy turkey. There ain't, ain't no way to work that bird. <laughs> ain't no way to work it. <laughs> I can't stand a field turkey. Oh, I'll, never, on my I'll never forget. I won't say it wasn't last year. I think it was a year before, but we had hunted that turkey on the private land for. Y'all, well, y'all had hunted it. I didn't really hunt much. And it was me, you, and Shorty. And we went, and Shorty sat back behind us a little ways. And I was sort of in the middle, and you were probably about 15, 20 yards in front of me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I wasn't shooting your direction. but And you said, y'all watch. This gobbler right here is going to come in on us silent. And we're never going to see him, and he's going to be right there by us. 
And we sat there for, I bet we sat there 45 minutes an hour. Where was that at now? Over on uh, Stover's. Yeah. Remember me, you, Shorty, way off to the side, like next to the forest. Yeah, yeah. And we sat there and oh, yeah. waited for that bird to come in. I knew he was coming in silent. And you was sitting there on your phone in front of me. And I had my phone in my pocket, so I couldn't, I couldn't like text you and tell you I see him or something like that. And you were like, you like read a story about a copperhead or something like that. I can't remember what it was. No, I had seen. I was trying to get my my camera to come up because that's where I had seen the dang baby wood ducks. Oh yeah, that's right. And the, and I was trying to get my camera situated, and I was trying to angle it up there toward that tree, and I was going to zoom in and take a picture of them wood ducks. And me, being the good hunter that I was, really wanting to kill a bird, I was off my phone being a sportsman, and uh, wow, I was I was wanting I was watching for these turkeys to come in, and here this joker comes. And, I mean, he's just steadily getting closer. Don't see us or nothing. He's coming. And, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, slowly reaching in my pocket, grabbing my phone, and he sort of picks his head up. And I look over it, like, side look over at Daddy. And Daddy's over there, like, putting his phone down in his pocket like there ain't nothing going on nowhere. I knew that. When- and, and I was like, dang. So I, I picked up the gun. I know he's seen you because he was, like, looking hard. So I sort of, he was probably 80 yards from me. And I had the turkey bantam, which means I, maximum, I'm shooting 40 yards. Right. I was going to shoot at him anyway. But I I was like picking the gun up and trying to find him in the scope. And I picked it up. And as soon as I got him in the scope, I was about to click the safety off. And he took off running. And Daddy, Daddy, I guess you've seen him running. Daddy just stands up and starts walking back to the truck. Matt, we had set we had set down in that spot right yonder, and the first place I where I wanted to sit, I sat in a big old bed of black ants, and no more. I mean, I there was so many ants when I sat down and got situated. I thought I sat on a snake because I looked down and seen the leaves moving, and they was, and I was like, whoa, cuh. And it was so many black ants that was moving the leaves. So I had to get up and move. And, I, of course, the turkey was coming to me because that's my calling style. I call in gobblers. Oh, when he get, I don't care who he's going to. When I, he gets but, within 40 yards of me, he's mine. But that's what I'm saying. That's why he was coming you, toward you me. You know me. I ain't afraid to take a long shot. Oh, uh, but you ain't never missed. So, well. but... It ain't every day, son, that you see some baby wood ducks. It ain't every day. You see some baby wood ducks, you take a picture <laughs> you of You take them. a picture of them wood ducks. Yeah, you take a picture of them baby wood ducks. I don't care if he's gobbling 10 yards from me. That's right. I'm taking a picture of them wood ducks. But, uh, so yeah, man, it's something that, and that, I like to have that every week. Every week. It's sort of for us. It sort of like brings, it brings our week to a close. Cause it's sort of it. It's a given that on Sunday we're gonna go hunting. That that's what our Sundays are. So if I'm if I'm at my friend's house or something, and I'm spending the night like I do all the time. 
I'm usually up and gone by what seven o'clock, eight o'clock. Yeah. I'm home by nine, and we're going hunting. You know. I mean, if my friends or somebody asks me, "What are you doing?" Like if it's a Saturday, and they're like, "What are you doing tomorrow?" I'll probably go hunting somewhere. I don't know right. why. I mean, I'm. It's just how it is. Right. Sort of set in stone that Sunday, we're going hunting. Either go or don't. Yeah. Well, the uh, the the reason I if you get out into the woods and just really look at what's going on in the woods, what God has created. I don't I don't see how there's anything boring there at all. It it amazes me the people that that have never seen it, that have never experienced it. You know what I mean? Now, I know I get I get hard on deer hunters and I get hard on people that that only hunt one thing and that that's on that's just because I see the beauty in all of it. Now, don't get me wrong. There are things that really don't interest me all that much, just like everybody else. Oh, yeah. You know, but when it comes to the woods, there's very little that don't interest me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It ain't like, it ain't like the only time we go to the woods. It's just to hunt. I mean, we go out to the woods and hike. Hike. Fish. I mean... Yeah. If well, it's if it's outdoors, I mean, we're yeah. all for it. Scouting. We're, we're willing to try it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's been times where we 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 don't even we ain't even took guns with us before. Oh, all the time. We've just went out there and walked. Yeah, all the time. Literally a backpack with like four water bottles and a few Nutrigrain bars. Yeah. And we've just we've looked on the map. We're gonna go in this big loop and then right back at the truck. That's right. I mean, it's like when we when we was going out to gold mine. Remember, we went out to gold mine like a month straight every weekend for like a month straight every Saturday and Sunday. Right. And we was doing, we was going to different spots out there mm-hmm. every weekend. Yeah. We was going out there, going back to the lake, fishing for probably an hour. Yeah. And then making a loop, checking out yeah. different spots and making our way back to the truck. Yeah. Just scouting because we ain't never really hunted out there. Mm-hmm. Seeing what's going on out there. We went out there one time walking down the road. And remember that baby deer mm-hmm. come running up on us. Yeah. I mean, got close enough where you could reach your hand out and touch it. Yeah. Sure did. If we would have just went out there and sat in the sat in the woods, that probably never would have happened. Oh, yeah. Because we were deep back there. Yeah, we was deep in the country. I mean, you got well, to sort of get out and. There's more. There's more to being in the woods and just right. sitting in a stand. Yeah. I don't know. It just it irritates me when people talk about being these big hardcore hunters, and then you're like, "All right, let's go hunting," and they'll take you out there, and you're like sitting in a shooting house. For yeah, I mean, four I, hours I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to hate on nobody, but I, I I completely get what you're saying. I I I completely understand that. You know what I mean? And then look. That type of hunting drives the hunting inter- industry. Oh, yeah, 100%. You, and then we've talked about it, and I ain't going to be the dead horse. If you're going to hunt, hunt a big, mature buck, 
That's the best way to get him. Oh, yeah, get him coming to one spot and, and, and figure out when he's coming. Sit and, there, wait for him and, to come. And there, there is there is some skill involved in doing that, yeah. involved in finding where to hunt him, what, uh, you know, what thermals is good to hunt in, you know, the wind direction, all that good stuff, the moon phases, the feeding times, the rut. There's skill involved in that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of them saying, y'all out there stomping the woods out. Y'all running the good deer off. Maybe so. I've seen I've seen a lot of big deer the way we hunt. My favorite hunt, my favorite deer hunt I've ever been home been on was that year it snowed here real hard. Remember we were out of power for like four or five days. Mm-hmm. And it come up a big snowstorm. And Shorty come and picked us up and we went hunting and we did our normal spot and stalk. We just sort of walked, found what we could find. And it we're going to end up back at the truck was our main goal. Yeah, but we had a, a general area we was planning on going to. Yeah. Yeah. And we went out there, and me and you were standing beside a pine tree no bigger than a foot wide. Yeah. I was on one side, you were on the other. Right. And we were just standing there in the snow, nothing but snow and pine trees. And I seen probably one of the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, that joker was a monster. Remember, he just come out and... And it's snowing, so you can't hear with nothing walking. Right. And he just comes out. No telling how long he'd been standing there before we well, seen he, him. He come to me grunting. Yeah. Is what he come to. But remember, I mean, and you could tell by how he how his face looks and everything. You could tell he's probably an old deer. Oh yeah, he's he's at least four years old. But he was a, a nice had yeah. had a good size rack on him, but, good body. Yeah. I mean, would have been a nice buck for that area. Yeah. But two things two things by the time by the time we noticed where he was at he had done we'd done blown our cover yeah and he was about to get out of dodge so it was too late and number two i'm glad you didn't shoot and kill him because that would have been a miserable drag back to the truck yeah you got short end buck was hunting in another area and you got us two. You got these four Georgia boys that don't know a dad blasted thing hunting, about hunting in thirteen inches of snow. It snowed thirteen inches that day. Uh, well, that's what it snowed at the house. I don't know what it snowed here. I mean, uh, where we hunted, but same snowstorm. Yeah. What eight miles from the house? Yeah, fifteen minutes down the road. Uh, hunting. And I remember when that deer run off, we gave him some time. And I said, you know, here here all of a sudden I know how to hunt in the snow. I said, we'll track him because he left yeah. tracks. Your inner Daniel Boone come out and daddy's like, we'll just walk to that tree he was standing by, find his tracks, and we'll follow his tracks. And we followed tracks for 45 minutes. Well, yeah, and we had already walked a mile in. They dropped us off. And we walked a mile in, and we was going to come out where they was hunting. Yeah. So we had a, a what, probably a three-quarter of a mile walk back to them yeah. if we went straight from where we seen him at. Uh, And we got about 45 minutes into that track, and then his tracks just disappeared. It's like he just vanished. 
But do you remember what happened once we got to the end of that track? Yeah. When the world, when the sky started falling, it was I'm, like a scene from Chicken Little. We was standing, well, and and it was. Go ahead. And we were we we're in the pines. You know, we down here in Georgia. We're in what Daddy calls the dirty south. So we're amongst these pines, and I mean, there's just limbs falling everywhere. So you'll hear one crack off in the distance and crack off in the distance over there. Well, that cracking started getting closer to us. And I remember one fell out of the tree, like, right down the rock, right in the holler. Like, we seen it fall. And Daddy was like, yeah, it's time for us to get out of here. And I mean, no sooner than he said that, like, branches of the trees we were standing under started falling. And Daddy just grabs me by my jacket and just takes off. It was was so, that's another thing that we learned, right? Yeah. So what I learned is in Georgia... In Georgia, our pine trees are not equipped to hold snow. <laughs> we don't get snow like that. So all them limbs that every year, right, mm-hmm. don't get broke off and things like that. Uh, and a it it may be because of them type of pine trees, they don't get broke off every year. So when a snowstorm does come like that and it was so strange it's just like you talking it started we could hear it coming it was like the way the snow was getting blown in it was just that breaking point and it started like we could hear it coming like half a mile away like as it was snowing yeah, I mean, it, those, was like, those, it sounded like a battlefield those out there. trees up there got their limit and crack crack bow 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 and then they'd get a little closer bow 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 and about the time it started with us it clicked in my head that man that we might be able to outrun this because we heard it coming yeah you know what i'm saying and dude by the time we reached that field i remember we reached that field and that was another thing I learned. Something so simple. Something so simple, us stupid Georgia boys that ain't never hunted in the snow. When we thought the snow was deep in the woods and we hit that open country in that field. Oh, and it was up to our knees. <laughs> and the first thing you see is, first thing I hear is Daddy going, well, you know there's been deer out here. And you can just see the little trails where the deer had been running all through that field and everything. Yeah. And that was awesome. It's, it's like that field. It's like the field and the trees were like a wall. And when you stepped out of the pines, you just yeah. went into a whole nother thick. It was it was deep with snow out in that field. And then and then the ride home. The ride home. Oh, and Shorty was like, hey, I got an idea. Let's take the longest way home. Well, he, 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 was, he thought he was going to take the way, uh, the, the best way for travel home. Until the Mustang. Oh, I remember that. That Mustang was spinning yeah. in the road right there. And he's like spinning and spinning. And we're, we're just sort of sitting back watching him. Yeah. We're like, what is this dude doing? Why are you even out on the road on a Mustang right now? Yeah. And this dude reaches in his back seat, pulls out a snow shovel, and starts shoveling out from his back tires. Right. And we're like, dude, <laughs> what are you going to do when you get out of that spot? Right. Well, man, that was some. I mean, that, break, breaks a breaks a Mustang out in the biggest snowstorm Georgia's seen. That that was some good times right there. Yeah, that that would 
That's that's a hunt that's few and far between for us. Then on the way back home, Mama called you and was like, hey, by the way, ain't got no power. Well, well you know, we, we sort of followed it. We followed the trees breaking all the way home. Remember, we'd see them Transformers flashing. Oh, yeah, just green lights everywhere. Flashing. It's like, well, like 4th of July out here. Yeah, it's like it followed us all the way home. That was so cool to be a part of. I remember. It was like, let's see. Because Daddy was making, because Gingall lives right next to us, which is my grandma. And Daddy was making coffee outside on a Coleman stove every morning mm-hmm. and taking coffee to yeah. Gingall. And yeah. I remember it was probably, see, how long were we out of power? Five days, was that it? Yeah, I think it was five days. So I think like day three was when we decided, okay, we're going to stack up these cinder blocks in a big in a circle. No, that was day two. That was, was it? Yeah. We're going to stack up these cinder blocks in a circle, put this grill grate on top, and get this pot and just make a big old pot of beans. We and we made a big old pot of baked beans, and we ate on those baked beans for heck till the power come back on. That was good, too, wasn't it? It was. I'm something, talking about a something big about, boy. Something about baked beans. Are you sure that was baked? Bake, I think that was pintos. Yeah, that's what it was, pinto beans. Yeah, pintos. There's something about pinto beans cooked over. An open fire. An open fire when you ain't got no power and just makes them that much better. Yeah. Shoot, yeah. That was that was a good times. Yeah. Remember I, me, Buck, Austin, and Nazelle were all huddled up on that little fold-out couch we had in the living room. Yeah. And you, Mama, and Griffith were all in y'all's bed. Yeah. Boy, it was cold, was it not? Yeah. Dad, boom. When, when it hit daylight, we was all up standing outside by the fire. Yeah. I remember when the snow started melting. It was just mud everywhere in the front yard where we'd been walking out there and everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I had something I was going to add to the uh, the learning new things <clears throat> and people not getting to see the woods, but I think we're probably close to the end of the time here. How much, what we got? We had a minute, an hour and six minutes. What are we at now? An hour and six minutes. Oh, yeah. So I ain't going to get into it because it's going to take... It's going to take a little little talk, and I think it's too important to rush through. There's going to be many more podcasts. Many more. Did you have something you wanted to add? Don't don't add it, but I'm just curious. Did you have something you wanted I to add? I did have something I wanted to talk about, but oh, okay. it's, well, it's something like you said. Don't want to rush it. Well, I know but, I keep saying it, folks. We do got some <laughs> guests coming. Um, been some scheduling conflict, but they're coming. They come. Some good ones. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. Remember wow. that song? Yeah, I do. But Cooney. Follow us on the Instagrams and the Facebook. Facebook. Please leave us a review. Yeah, leave the review on Apple because it yeah. helps us a lot. Yeah. The podcast is doing good, man. It is. I think, I think, uh, I think a lot of people's enjoying the, the father-son banter. With, I do too. With uh, with little Ratchelooney here, me having a, having to put talk a little bit of sense into you. I'm I'm enjoying it too. I'm kind of I'm trying to get you into we're, the we're the get, ways of the world. We got to get Buck back you, on the podcast. You ever heard that song Old Hippie? Oh I my god! I can't remember god. who it's by. The Bellamy Brothers. Yeah, there you go. Look, if that, you, I feel like that's you. I, I feel like that's really you, and you're like. Stuck off in like the the sixties. If you call me a hippie, I will strangle you, son. But the only thing that doesn't make you a hippie is you ain't got long hair. 
But I, I mean, that song just reminds me of you because he's like, I cannot believe you just called me a hippie. He's talking about how he's like stuck in his old ways and he's trying to get better into the new world. And I feel like I'm I'm trying to help you get into the new world just trying, a little bit. You're trying to get me hung up in that Bitcoin. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boy, I love you. Love you too. Holla, y'all. Deuces.